Welcome to another episode of the Get Back Coach presented by Apollo Media. Emergency episode. We had to do an emergency episode. There, an earthquake has taken place in college football that will probably shape college football for the next five, six, seven years. Um, just a heads up, we will not have an episode uh, coming up this Tuesday. Everyone enjoy the 4th. But we had to get an emergency episode done right away because yesterday UCLA and USC have announced and it's now official that they will be joining the Big Ten in 2024. Jay, how was your reaction to this news? Uh, First of all, I mean, we talked about our discussions and how to fix college football. And one of mine was uh, regional conferences. So... uh, I think you can just go ahead and throw that shit out the window. Uh, is my first reaction. I mean, I get why UCLA and USC are doing this, right? It's a money thing. Mm-hmm. And there is more money for them to be made in the Big Ten. I don't think the Big Ten is done yet either. Uh, I think we'll see more moves, and I'm sure we'll get into that. But my first reaction is just like, I can't believe this happened with just these two teams. I always saw it as possibly a Pac-12 Big Ten merger, uh, not the Big Ten poaching. So this was a little bit of a shock to me. Yeah, I mean, this – it doesn't it doesn't carry the same weight, but it was almost like last year around this time, maybe uh, a couple weeks um, ahead of it. So we're coming close to a year of Oklahoma and Texas announcing that they're going to the SEC. Um, I always thought the Big Ten was going to grab someone from another conference, um, whether it be a you know a West Virginia or an you know maybe Iowa State or Kansas, you know someone like that. But these two teams, like I, I never thought a Pac-12. I never thought the Big Ten would actually go after um, a Pac-12, Pac-12 teams and. This this is a money thing. One hundred percent, it's a money thing. Um, but I also think it is it's what college football has been moving towards for the last couple of years is super conferences. Um, basically, it, it's it's going to be these super conferences, and the Big Ten and the Pac twelve already have a good relationship with each other. They have that Rose Bowl connection. Um, When during the COVID year, they were kind of working together um, with what they were planning on doing. So the relationship doesn't surprise me, but it does surprise me that these two teams are the first two to announce it. Um, But yeah, I I, I was shocked. Like this was an absolute bombshell in college football. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was just kind of an unknown pool at first like i thought i don't know i didn't know who the guy was uh no disrespect to uh, i think his name's dan milner uh, so, yeah that sounds about right yeah uh whoever it was that broke the news uh i i mean not that i'm the be all end all of college athletics but uh then i saw you know multiple people start picking it up and i'm like oh crap this is this is, this is actually happening mm-hmm. uh now with the announcements that are coming out i mean it, it looks like it's uh I mean, it is a done deal at this point. Yeah, it is. And and that's the thing. Like, uh, people who aren't college football fans or even the casual fan 
might, might look at this and say, okay, well, all right, you have two teams from the Pac-12 going to the Big Ten. Big Ten gets larger. You know, uh, Pac-12 will try and get somebody. It, I don't think – I think hardcore fans like us know the ramifications of what just took place because it's going to be a ripple effect. Um, it's going to be um, – you know the meme of SpongeBob in his brain, and it's like all the little SpongeBobs like running around and like everything's on fire. Yeah, that's going to be every single mid-tier team in the Pac-12 and the Big 12 right now, and the ACC, in and, my opinion. And we'll, we'll we'll get to that word, which what I think or I kind of hope happens with the ACC, but all these mid mid-tier teams, they, if I'm an athletic director. I am calling representatives from conferences because you cannot be on the outside looking in. Okay. When the big East went down, okay. West Virginia got left out in the cold, got screwed and had to go to the big 12. Okay. No offense to the big 12, but West Virginia fans and big 12 fans will both tell you that West Virginia didn't fit there. Okay. So if we're going to super conferences and let's just say Stanford. Okay. Stanford gets left out in the cold. Now they have to go play in the Mountain West. Do you think Stanford wants to be in the Mountain West? No. So I think Stanford is the one that is probably the safest here. Uh, Academically? Yeah, I think academically anybody will want Stanford in the conference. Uh, I mean, we don't have to get into where we think teams end up just yet. Uh, I don't know what the plan is for that, but – it's uh yeah i mean like like you said you don't want to be on the outside looking in i mean you look at like a team let's look at texas tech and baylor right now right uh two teams that were in the southwest conference got pulled to the big 12 and now with texas and OU leaving the big 12 uh that conference doesn't look great right now i mean previously it was houston getting pushed to the conference usa whenever the southwest conference fell apart right. and uh Texas basically didn't want them joining the Big 12. Uh, I mean, there's other examples of it. I mean, Boise State has been trying to get to a Power 5 conference for a while now. Uh, they're going to be making calls. Uh, it's It'll be very, very interesting to see what the ripple effect is. And I mean, because this is going to be... We thought, I think, the mid-tier conferences or the, the, the group of five conferences were kind of settled. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now, I mean... I think we're going to see even more pools and poaching going on. It, well, as we're making this right now, um, you know, Washington and Oregon are already talk. There's rumors now that Washington and Oregon have already ma- are making calls to the Big Ten. So, Washington, now, I think, from an academic standpoint, definitely uh, mm-hmm. makes sense. Uh, Oregon, I don't know enough about it as a school. Uh, but it's it's a big enough brand. I mean, you have the Phil Knight connection there that uh, I think they'll be able to get in uh, where they want. And I think Stanford and Cal, from a an academic standpoint, will also be Big Ten fits. Yeah, um, it's just you don't know who's going to get left out, you know. And and think about it. if you're Oregon State or if you're Washington State, if you lose your I hate to say it, but your big brother with Oregon and, and Oregon and Washington leaving, and you're going to lose your big brother, and now you're on your own in the Mountain West. Yeah, you're probably going to be one of the best teams in the Mountain West, but 
that program's just not going to have the same. It's not going to have the same feel to it. And we'll see. I mean, there's. I think there's also a possibility that it ends up being Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that kind of rescues those Pac-12 teams that are kind of stranded. Or it could go the other way around where the Pac-12 decides to push Big 12 teams. I don't know how that dynamic is going to play out. Uh, I mean, I see, I mean, the Arizona and Arizona State and Utah and Colorado are definitely more likely to try to go that Big 12 route. Mm -hmm. Uh, I could also see Oregon State and Washington State deciding that the Mountain West is a better fit. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's... It's going to be chaos. I don't think there's any way to describe it. If you're Utah, if you're Utah, I think you you start making calls to the Big 12 because BYU is going to be there. That's your rival. You want to play for the boot. But are they going to allow them to be in there? Yeah, that's that's the thing because I know I know Utah didn't want BYU coming to the Pac-12 with them. Right. So now, and, and that's the like, that's the other thing like. I was trying to explain this today. Um, the college football lacks a commissioner. And this right here could have been, if you had a college football commissioner that oversaw everything, he would say, okay, these teams are going here, these teams are going here, and then this is what we're going to do. But there isn't because it's like, it's like the Articles of Confederation before the United States had the Constitution, where basically the states just did whatever they wanted, and every state was like a different country. That's pretty much what's going on here. Like, they're all under college football. They're all under the NCAA, but all these conferences have to work together to make it work. And they're pulling the rope in all different directions. Yeah. Man, it's just – I. <laughs> Do we want to get into what we see happening in the future? Yeah, um, but I do, I do want to touch on um, one one other thing, and that's something that you kind of talked about before with, you know, with Utah and BYU. Is that, and we're going to talk about what might happen to the ACC, but for for all of you that um, that are listening that, that may not know this. Um, Athletic directors and programs of rival schools hate one another, okay? They don't want to see the other one succeed. That's why Clemson and South Carolina, two big rivals, are in different conferences. Florida is not in the same conference as Florida State. Georgia and Georgia Tech. Georgia, Georgia Tech. You can go on and on. Pretty much every, almost everybody in the ACC that isn't Alabama and Auburn and LSU and the Mississippi's. So th- there's a couple. Uh, how about this? There's a couple. SEC, SEC West. Yeah. It's SEC pretty, West. Yeah, it's SEC, SEC East has those uh, in conference rivalries, Louisville, Kentucky, right. uh, all those. Right. Uh, so all of those teams during rivalry week, they'll play a rival, but they're in another conference. And those t- people do not want them to be in the, con- don't want them to be in that conference. Okay, they rather be in the mighty SEC. You know, better deals, uh, more publicity. They, it's it's like a hierarchy type thing, and they don't want to share that. I'm very interested to see what's going to happen if the SEC starts going after other teams, because that means if if they want Clemson to come in, 
South Carolina has to swallow their pride and kind of allow it to happen. Yeah. You know, or so, the majority is just going to say, oh, South Carolina, you're, you're shit out of luck. I think the only certainty that we have at this stage, the two bases of power are the Big Ten and the SEC. Yes. There's no debating that. Mm-hmm. Everything that shakes out is going to be based on what those two conferences do from here on out. Uh, so we'll see. Like you said, there's some some egos that may need to be massaged a little bit before some dominoes can fall. Uh, but we'll start with the Big Ten. Okay. Uh, USC, UCLA in. In my mind, Oregon, Washington, Stanford, and Cal will also be making the jump to the Big Ten. Oh, okay. So those four teams mm-hmm. are the four that I see uh, going ahead and joining the Big Ten. Okay. Uh, from there, you have left in the Pac-12, uh, Washington State, Oregon State, Colorado, Utah, Arizona, and Arizona State. Mm -hmm. So the question then becomes, does the Pac-12 expand and survive? Does the Pac-12 dissolve and split off and become part of the Big 12? Do some teams go to the Mountain West? I think, in my mind, Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah are all better fits for the Big 12. Absolutely. Uh, Washington State and Oregon State, I could see being satisfied with being in the Mountain West or going to the Big 12 if they decide that's the direction they want to go. I wouldn't be surprised if those teams don't want to go to the Big 12. You'd be surprised if they didn't want to go? I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't want to go. If they didn't want to go? I mean... If the, you... big, if the Big 12 stays a Power 5 conference, then I do see them making that shift. Mm-hmm. But... I don't power five conference isn't going to be a thing anymore. Regardless. It's, going to, well, it, it, it's not going to be power five. Yeah. It's going to be power four. Yep. If we do that. Um, I mean, I was thinking PAC 12, the PAC 12 and the big 12 were going to just combine and make one conference and be one big happy family. You um, call that the Western 12 and be good to go. Yeah. The, the Western 12. Or, or the West, however 16, many teams, how many yeah. teams left? I tried to crunch numbers. And I got lost. One, I got lost one team I think could be the only Big Twelve team that I see that really uh, the Big Ten may court at this stage if they decide to go West Coast is Kansas. That's the well, only team that I could see maybe making the jump. So did you? So did you hear about the? It was literally right before we got on. There's rumors about Kansas already. Okay. Well, oh, there you, go. you haven't heard this. No, the rumors. This is this this is going to be a do, this big domino here. If the rumor is Kansas is going to go independent for football, and then go to the Big East for basketball and other sports. Uh, I mean, I could see. I it. don't. I they're going to go the UConn route. Yeah, and I think that's perfect. It's perfect. It works. Because it does work because no one in Kansas, no one in Topeka, I think Topeka, yeah, uh, Lawrence, 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 thank you. No <laughs> one in Lawrence cares about football, they don't care. So, why join? I think there's no motivation to join a major conference. If anyone's gonna go drop down to a group of five or independent, 
it's going to be Kansas because they just don't care. They yeah. don't care. And then they'll join the Big East for basketball, which that would be huge for the Big East. Listen, I, I, lo- I like Georgetown basketball. I think that would be great for that conference because it's been kind of lacking the last couple of years. Um, but, yeah, I, I, th- I think that would be huge. If that is true, again, it was something – it was a rumor I saw um, online um, – this is all like, speculation at this stage. That is we, all speculation. Listen, we listen, do not man. have the sources on the hits. Right. Listen, I just said it's a rumor. Um, by the time you're listening this tomorrow, it might end up that it was a hundred percent, you know, uh, BS. But if that's the case, that's a big domino. And I do think that might be enough to even out some of these conferences because if the Big Twelve and the Pac twelve combined, they'll probably be sitting at around. 16 if you don't if kansas isn't in um i just think the other team that i think is a mystery right now is west virginia because if you're gonna have the big 12 if the if you're gonna have pac 12 now is involved west virginia needs to get out whether again i i'm gonna preface this again these are all rumors we do not know. This is just all things we've been seeing online. But if I've seen West Virginia possibly be finally being accepted to the ACC, which I don't know if West Virginia would go for that because they screwed them over in the past. I could see Big Ten making a call there too. Or I, this one kind of surprised me. Apparently, there's talks with the SEC. That's where the the SEC's next move is going to be. And I actually think that's a great fit for the conference. Uh, from a from a cultural standpoint, West Virginia, obviously, I mean, Appalachian Mountains and everything, it's a little bit different than the South, but West Virginia still has a lot of the SEC characteristics. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I mean, I would love to have Morgantown in conference. My other thing with uh, with the ACC is I don't know how stable the ACC is. I don't know if I want to make that jump to the ACC because if I'm a you program don't know right if now. it's going to happen. Yeah, ACC and, might dissolve if those athletic directors. Um, I'm talking Georgia, South Carolina, Kentucky. If they just if they swallow their pride and say. This is what college football is now. We're not going to block or try to block some of these ACC teams in. Then who knows? Maybe the I ACC. Florida State is probably the big domino there. If Florida allows Florida State in the SEC, that's when I think all the all the dominoes start moving. And you'll see Clemson uh, and Georgia Tech for sure mm-hmm. go back to the SEC. Uh, was it called you know, the SEC? What was it called back then? It was just the Southern Con. Like, I think it, it, I think it was. The... It's been SEC for a long time. Yeah, I know. Because it, it was like there's schools that aren't like Tulane used to be in the SEC. That is true. Back Tulane in the day, used to be in the ACC. Uh, and then I, but I do think I think NC State goes SEC. Okay. I think Duke and North Carolina are more likely to go Big Ten. If I'm being honest, I, I don't know. And that's the thing. Like I, I was trying to. So <laughs> I, I've tried to do this before we jumped on. I I created a list of 
two super conferences. Okay. And what what is the amount of teams for each? You would say 24? <laughs> 24? 24 uh, max? I'm looking at I'm looking at uh 32 teams for each. Uh, okay. I don't know. Again, I don't know. And like eight teams in each division. I, I don't I don't even know how this would work. Yeah. If if you have eight teams in a division or like Again, are you going to do pods? I think they have to go pods. But this is – so basically, w- without rattling off 64 teams, what I basically did was I took both the Big Ten and the SEC. They have both have 16 teams, and I'm counting Texas and Oklahoma already in the SEC. And then UC, USC and UCLA already? Uh, Yeah, yes. I'm already USC, UCLA. So – yeah. All right. So those are already in. So yeah, 16, 16. I thought this, what if the ACC was split in half? Okay. What if all the Northern teams, I'm talking the Virginias all the way to Boston college joined the big 10 teams. And then all of the Southern teams from North Carolina down joined the SEC. Now that would, that would, that wouldn't work with Duke and North. So you're saying Duke and North Carolina. So I think for the Big Ten, Duke, North Carolina, and Virginia would go Big Ten. Virginia is another one of those strong academic schools. Right. Virginia Tech, NC State heads south to the SEC. I think Virginia Tech and NC State are both better fits for the SEC. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wake Forest, I. That could end up being a school that gets left out. Yeah. Syracuse is one. I don't know if they get picked up. What if, what if Syracuse, again, I don't know if they'll allow this. What if, because again, you kind of have to also think basketball as well. I mean, UCLA. Syracuse is another one that could take the Kansas path in my mind. Right. Be independent, worry about basketball. But will the Big East let them back in after they left for the ACC? They let UConn back. I think I think the Big East would say, hey, um, you're going to make us lots of money. So, I mean, listen, I'd love to watch Georgetown and Syracuse play twice a year. I mean, they, they still try and keep the rivalry intact once a year, but I'd love to watch that twice a year. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, that's one – or does Syracuse? I, I don't know. Do they American? I, I don't think so. I, maybe they do go independent. You know, um, go independent, and then whatever bowl game you go to, you bowl game you go to. I mean, it's and those teams like that are going to be the dominoes that are hard to figure out, right? In my mind, mm-hmm. uh, I would love. And again, I wrote about this when we talked, and, and I talked about it too on the pod when. You know, and you say this all the time, Jay. College football is best when you have those regional rivalries. Okay. Like, if you're going to have a division, so, so let's just say a Big Ten division, with my theory or what kind of what I want to see, has Penn State playing Syracuse, Boston College, Pitt, and let's just say West Virginia goes to the Big Ten. And then, yeah, throwing Maryland and Rutgers in there too. That'd be great. I get to travel, what, three hours at most to watch my team play? 
every week. That's awesome. And I think on paper, originally it looks bad that, hey, there's going to be these giant conferences, but I think it might be better division wise because all these teams are, all these teams are going to be pretty, are decently close in, in, in their own divisions. The only exception to that is going to be whatever happens with the, with the big 10. We'll see if, if it becomes like a West, like a true West coast Mm -hmm. division Mm -hmm. in the big 10, then I, I don't see it being as much of an issue, but if it's just USC and UCLA and some of the other teams don't make that jump that we talked about, uh, Washington, Oregon, Stanford, and Cal, then that <laughs> as a division. No. Yeah. It, it's, hey, but guess what? I want to see USC. I want to see USC go to Wisconsin in November. USC, Ohio State is going to be a lot of fun. Oh Anybody God, that yeah. tells you it's not going to be fun is lying. It is going to be fun. USC against Penn State, USC against Michigan. USC against all those big, big, those big blue blood, blue, blue blood programs are going to be great. Yeah. Um, UCLA, I think that's a basketball move. Yeah. That's a basketball move. And there, there's some name brand value to UCLA. There is. Uh, here's one that we haven't talked about yet. What do you think Notre Dame does in the midst of all this? They're the biggest wild card of all. Yeah. I think they have to. I think they have to join a conference. I think they have to join whatever happens to the ACC. I think that's what happens to Notre Dame. I I do think that USC joining the Big Ten may actually put more pressure on Notre Dame to join the Big Ten as well. And what you mentioned before, too, if Stanford makes the jump, because Notre Dame and Stanford play each other a lot. Yep. So if Stanford makes a jump, and USC makes the jump, the Notre Notre Dame might finally join the Big Ten, which is what college football people have been wanting forever. And the Big Ten has wanted it forever. Yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, Joe Paterno wanted Notre Dame in for the longest time. He wanted Notre Dame, and he wanted all the East Coast. He he wanted Boston College, and he wanted to make like an Eastern section mostly also because they would dominate in that section, yeah. but still <laughs> um, he wanted that for, for the big 10 and you know, Notre Dame, listen, I get it. Notre Dame makes a lot of money without, with, without anybody. Um, I don't know. I do think Notre Dame because of Notre Dame will be protected if they want to stay independent as long as they'll as, be fine as a brand, right. no matter what, as a brand, they'll be fine as for going to the playoff. I, I think they'll have to, I think as long as their resume is good, I think they're going to treat them better than a, a group of five, obviously. But I think Notre Dame really has to look at their schedule and say, Hey, listen, we, we have to have a couple marquee games on here just to make sure if we go undefeated, we have a shot at the playoff. I think yeah. it'll be just the same thing as this year yeah. or, or, or the past couple of years where they've made it. So as far as guarantees, there are none. There are none. But in my mind, the the biggest certainty as far as a conference no longer existing is probably the ACC in my mind. Wait, I wait. think you I think, think the, the ACC is done. It, I think the ACC is the most likely to fall apart in this deal. 
just because Pac, the Pac-12 and the Big 12 are probably going to join forces at some point. I Yeah, so those will cease to exist, but coming together is going to be the cause of that. It won't be called the Pac-12 and it won't be called the Big 12, but those teams will probably go together. Right. Okay. Uh, and then I see the ACC just kind of dissolving as a whole. But, I mean, again, this is this is 100% guesswork. Right. And, again, I mean, that kind of works with my theory of with the ACC dissolving. Okay, you're going to th- – the top half goes to the Big Ten, bottom half goes to the SEC. Um, I also think um, – well, now that we're on the topic, just with the Big 12, you know, does half the Big 12 – if say we have the two super conferences, does the northern western teams in the Big Twelve go to the Big Ten, and do the southern ones go to the SEC? I I just don't know that the Big Ten is going to have room for right. Iowa State, Kansas, Kansas State. I, I just Iowa State. If Kansas goes independent, Iowa State I think is more likely to get pulled than Kansas State is. In all honesty, because so Iowa State at least, yeah, Iowa State at least has that tie-in with Iowa. Uh, yeah, but Kansas, they don't want that. Again, that's another. That's another. Yeah. I, Iowa doesn't want all Iowa State in. No, but <laughs> that's but what there's said. at least. This is crazy. Yeah, it's just it's out of control. Oh man. So now, how about where does Cincinnati and like UCF and Houston fit in? Because I think Houston fits in the SEC if they're going to do it. My problem is what we saw with the Big 12, right? TCU, Baylor, Texas Tech were all taken by the SEC or by, by the Big 12 before Houston was. Right. Houston as a metro, obviously there's been some changes since the times of the original formation of the Big 12. Uh, I think you also have to look at a team like Oklahoma State. Uh, that that is a team that I think gets kind of forgotten in all this shuffle. Uh, Loki, I think Oklahoma State, Arkansas could be a fun little rivalry. Stillwater and Fayetteville aren't that far apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's there's so many moving parts. Houston, from a Big Twelve standpoint, and you look at it, they have a a pretty good basketball program, pretty good football program. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we'll see. It's just, it's tough to say, man. I mean, that's. Do you know what I want? And, and, and Jay, you, you're a, you're a Texan. Can we just keep all the Texas teams together? The problem is you're getting more Texas teams added to FBS every year. Cause now Sam Houston state's making the jump up. Yeah. Okay. We'll go. Okay. So I'm not. <laughs> UTSA I'm, have a program. Out yeah. Of nowhere. And listen, I love you. I love UT, UTSA. Okay. Um, you know, I, 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 I like Sam Houston too. Um, but you know, TCU, Texas tech, Baylor, Houston, um, Texas and A&M tech. Well, yeah, obviously those, but like, can we just keep all the Texas teams together? I want to see a Texas division. I want to see a Texas division. Jay, could you imagine having a Texas division and hell they'll, if they win the division, they'll put that year in the rafters claiming the King of Texas. They'll literally be the King of the Hill. 
to be fair, that was that was pretty much what the old uh, Southwest Conference was, right? Which I yeah. saw you were advocating to bring back the Southwest Conference. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, like, the, the old Southwest Conference, I think it's Houston, TCU, Baylor, Texas A&M, Texas, Rice, which Rice was doesn't in there really too, get talked yeah. about. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think who else. I think that's all of them. Obviously, there's some other Texas programs that weren't in the Southwest Conference. Uh, UNT comes to mind. Uh, UTSA, which didn't even have a program at that time, mm-hmm. uh, was Arkansas. Wait, you know, was Texas Arkansas State in the Southwest? Arkansas was in the Southwest Conference. They were they were, they were the only the, non-Texas team in the Southwest, I believe. Correct. I think Arkansas and Wait, Mizzou. No, no, no Mizzou is Big wasn't. Eight. Yeah, that's right. Uh, no, I think Arkansas was the only Southwest Conference team yeah. that wasn't wasn't Texas. I, I just I want to see. I hope in in the super conferences. Because um, everyone's talking about it. it's destroying college football. It's destroying college football. Well, I don't think it's destroying it because if these super conferences are big enough, your division's gonna be pretty much your regional rivals. Yeah, and it it does probably limit the ability of a group of five team mm-hmm. to make the playoff. And I mean, oh, I, I they're they're not gonna. That. It's not gonna happen anymore. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't think it truly ruins college football. I mean, no. you're still going to have a lot of the spirit of the game kept alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I could be wrong. Again, we're we're still kind of pondering and guessing here. But I, I think college football, as long as you have games like OU Texas, mm-hmm. like A&M in Texas is coming back. You have Alabama-Auburn Iron Bowl. You have Michigan-Ohio State. I mean, as long as you have games like that, it's still college football. It is. No, it is. And it's, like I said, it, it's, we say it every week. It, it's, it, it's the greatest sport out there because it is more than just a game. It is an event. You go to any game. It, it's, it's, we talked about it last week with Mike Barker. It's, there's, when you go, it's a spectacle. And almost every anywhere you go, you're going to get a different experience. Like, yeah. no offense to the NFL, I like the NFL, but you know, no matter what game you go to, you're, you're gonna you're gonna have a similar experience. You know, some places are are crazier than others, um, but man, in college football, you could go to one, you can go to literally just the Big Ten, and you'll have you know crazier atmospheres in five of those stadiums than you do you know, for more than half of the NFL. Yeah. And and that's the, that's, and that's the and good hey, part about it. And as long as there are still students, college football will also be going strong. I mean, yeah, the kids yeah. are going to tailgate, they're going to get drunk. They're <laughs> oh, going to yeah. do some funny shit in the studio section. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're still going to have alumni that are, you're still going to have alumni that are going to go to games yeah. always. It's, but I, I don't know. I, I don't know what it is. Um, Again, we're going towards super conferences. Um, maybe that's a guarantee at this stage. That, oh, that's a one hundred percent guarantee. We're going to super conferences. Um, if um, the Big Ten gets Washington and um, Oregon, I think the Big Twelve and the Pac twelve combined with everybody else, I think Notre Dame has to join a conference. I think they'll still be protected, but I think they they might push. Um, for something, but again, it, are you going to push the ACC? Because now, 
And I think it's because the ACC is between a rock and a hard place. You're between the SEC and you're between the Big Ten. And you got to choose. Yeah. Because you're before it, it's not going to be long where Florida State is going to be being poached by the SEC. You yeah. know, the Big Ten, I don't know who the Big Ten might go after down the ACC, but again, I, I don't want to rag on Pitt, but or, or Boston College for that matter, but who who would the Big Ten want out of the SEC? That would regionally, uh, but again, region, do, region doesn't matter anymore. But I guess, like you were talking about, Duke, North Carolina. I think North Carolina not. is the, the biggest one in my mind. But, I mean, Because Big Ten's going to think about both basketball and football. Yeah. The SEC is just thinking about football. They, uh, that's a second sport. The Big Ten cares about both. They, they, they like being both a um, basketball powerhouse conference and a really good, almost the best football conference. Although I will say that with the, with the way baseball has grown, the SEC being as powerful as they are at baseball, I don't think that'll have anything to do with conference realignment, but no, that's going to be, it'll, it'll make a little bit more money. That's going to be the cherry that base college base will be the cherry on top. So like maybe they'll go after like a Louisville. That's why I think Louisville might make sense with Kentucky, but again, yeah. Louisville's really close to Indianapolis. So it's all, and it's like, I mean, it's right on the border with Ohio. So exactly, it's, like, it's right on the border with Ohio. So you don't know. Again, I hope Louisville would go to the SEC just because you have, um, you have Kentucky there. Um, but again, if the Big Ten picks up Cincinnati, Louisville and Cincinnati can play and they can play for the keg of nails again. Yeah. There's which a lot of moving great, parts, which man. A, which is a very underrated trophy, by the way. The keg <laughs> very of underrated. Nails. The the keg of nails. I mean, again, everyone listening, this is all speculation. Um, listen, but by the time you're listening to this, uh, things could very well change. Probably by the time we end this recording, it's probably going to change. Things are going to move very quickly. Right. Things are going to move. <laughs> oh man, the the next couple weeks are going to be very fun to watch. Um, I just. I mean, we're saying that as as people who are in established conferences, yeah. uh, we're Big Ten and SEC <laughs> conferences now. If you're like one of those French schools, this may not be as fun to watch for you. <laughs> and we apologize for that. It's, it's always better when it's happening to someone else. Like, that's Amen. the thing. Like, what if what if Penn State was still like a, a again? This is you know thirty thirty two years ago, but what if Penn State was still independent? I mean, you know, like, or what if they join the ACC? If Penn State was in the ACC right now, I, I would not be very comfortable. But I do think as a I, – I, I want to call Penn State a blue blood, but I know some people will be like, eh, they're not. But they're a fringe. They're a top 12 program of all time. Imagine so, imagine if Texas and OU and A&M, Oklahoma State, had made the jump to the Pac-12 when Texas was trying to force it to happen. Exactly. Texas was trying to force it to happen, right? I do think this, um, like for example, Clemson, Clemson's going to be okay. Like, yeah, Clemson's in the ACC, but guess what? Someone's going to pick them up. 
Yeah. They're not in any danger. So, like, if Penn State was still in the ACC or if Penn State really wanted to join a conference, I don't think it would be that hard for them to do that if they were still independent. So, like, Clemson's going to be all right. I think they're – even though they're in the conference that is most likely going to dissolve or is in what we're saying might be the most danger, Clemson's going to be okay. Decent basketball program. Their football program has took major strides. They're going to be fine. Florida um, State – Gonna be Florida fine. State fine. Miami probably gonna be fine. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm just trying to look at my other like list. Miami's but, the one I forgot to even talk about. They're also most likely gonna end up SEC. SEC, which I would love, dude. A Florida conference? Come on, why would you go want ahead, that? Go ahead listen, and bring Central Florida in. Listen, I, I again, I said it when we we're talking about uh, you know, college conferences. Put put the Georgias. Put the Georgias and the Florida teams all in the same all in the same division. Beautiful. Georgia, Georgia Tech, Florida, Florida State, and Miami. Literally call it the Florida Georgia. You could call it the Florida Georgia Line Conference, and Florida Georgia Line could come out and sing the national anthem on the on the inaugural. And everyone can game. pluck their ears. <laughs> Not a Florida Georgia Line fan. Not I didn't fan. think so. I didn't think so. Um, but still, you could. Like you could do that, make that conference, and how cool would that conference be? Yeah, you know, throw the Mississippi and the Alabama schools together. Um, throw all Dude. the the northern hey. teams from Tennessee, West Virginia, Kentucky, Louisville, Vanderbilt, all together. Yeah, so like you get the northern SEC team. Like, yes, super conferences. Is it going to be crazy travel wise? Because when your non division games might get nuts. Yeah, it is. But guess what? You're if you go to pods, they're gonna keep everyone close. And we don't know how many non-conference games are gonna teams are gonna have after this either. This could end up being like a a, a ten game conference schedule. Uh, and then you play two non-conference. Yeah. But so if you it's do that, that ridiculous. if you do that, so if you go um if you go that route where let's just say ten conference games, you're you have to play another power five. And I think you do that with, again, need a commissioner to set schedules, but you need to play another power five and then you can play a group of five. You got to get rid of FCSs. You have to. FCS schools can play group of fives. They might not make as much money, but if you want to do this, I'm sorry. Auburn can't play Alabama State as one of their non-conference games. And you have other teams, do, uh, you know, playing a, a a Western Michigan or playing uh, East Carolina. It can't happen. You can't do that. It needs to be fair for everybody. But yep. The uh, anyways, the biggest takeaway from this is shit's getting real. We're going to be in a chaotic bit of college football history. I think for. The foreseeable future. I don't know when everything's going to shake out, when the dust is going to settle, but there is a lot of dust that needs to be settled before this is all over. This is not the end. This is just the beginning. And in the famous song, we've only just begun to live. You should have done it in the Scott Stat voice. 
Do you want to do it in Scott's style? <laughs> We've only just begun. <laughs> um, yeah, I've listened to every song that had to had that has to do with California today. Um, oh, I listened. I listened to "I Love L.A." by uh, Randy Newman about three times. California Love. California Love, California Dreamin', Mama and the Papas. Uh, Mamas and Papas. Uh, Los Angeles by uh, the punk band X. So, yeah, it's been a California type of day for the Big Ten. Um, Jay, you have anything else to tell the people before we before we leave? This isn't the end of college football. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I can't stress that enough. As long as there are students in the student sections, as long as... People are getting paid by bagmen under the table. As long as there are traditions happening all around, as long as you're still having generations of families going to games and tailgating, college football will be alive. There are going to be some changes. Not all of them are going to be enjoyable, but college football isn't dead. Yeah. No, absolutely. College college football is going to live on. Um even even if they go to super conferences, college football is still going to live on. Um, they they need a commissioner, uh, and I, I think they really need a commissioner. They need to hold an election. They need to get all of the representatives from the conferences. They need to get athletic directors, and they need to appoint, and they need to vote on an actual commissioner that is going to help schedule and basically plan the future of college football. They need it now more than ever with how things are going. But like Jay said, it's it's not the end of college football. It, it's going to it's going to live on. And who knows? With these divisions, it might look a little old school. Who knows? Have faith. Have faith, guys. Everything's okay. Um for all of us, uh no no episode this Tuesday. Um, everyone enjoy the 4th of July. Uh, spend it with family. Spend it with friends. Have a few hot dogs. Uh, some glizzies. Some, <laughs> have, a, have a couple two-tree beers. and um, Or 30. Whichever you prefer. And as always, have a great week.